0: Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Morning, Church. We're doing a series on prayer. So it's an eight-week series where we go through the Lord's Prayer. And uh, the name of the series is, Lord, Teach Us How to Pray. We're kind of in the middle of that now, and today I'll be speaking about unanswered prayer. Now, who of you listening and looking at uh, this has ever had a prayer that's not been answered or are waiting for a prayer to still be answered? And I believe it's many of us that are waiting for prayers to be answered or have had prayers that has not been answered, and we don't know why. So today um, my aim is to, to speak to you about that, to see why, why does some God sometimes not answer our prayers, or maybe He does and we don't even know about it. So Unanswered Prayer is the title of my message. And um, so God's silence is not the same as His absence. I want you to know that just because God, you don't hear God speaking to you right now, doesn't mean that He's absent. He's there all the time because He's promised He will always be there. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will always be there with us. And there might be some seasons where you just feel like you don't you don't hear God. Uh, he's just silent. But it's in those seasons that your character is built. You might feel like. Uh, Last week, Matthew spoke about the traffic lights, where you feel like you're standing at a red traffic light. You're praying and nothing's happening. You feel like you're just waiting. Uh, But it's, like I said, in those waiting times that God builds your character, that there is something happening in the shadows, you know, when, when Jesus appeared to his disciples after his resurrection, so this is now the resurrected Jesus. He has conquered death. He has, uh, he has risen. And he appears to his disciples in John 20. It says, he showed them his wounds and his hands and his side. So this is the resurrected Jesus. And he shows his disciples his wounds. So he's still carrying all those wounds and scars, they are not just because he's risen, a defeated death, um, it doesn't mean that he doesn't still carry the scars. And just because we might have gotten hurt, uh, we might be healed, but we might still carry the scars. And there's beauty sometimes in our brokenness. There's this uh, Japanese uh, tradition. So in the Japanese culture, they actually celebrate brokenness. They don't try to hide it or cover it up. So they have this tradition called katsui, where they take a broken piece of pottery, it might be a bowl, or, a, um, and they would repair it with like a golden or a silver glue that they put it back together again. And in the end, this broken vessel ends up being more beautiful than it was before it was broken. Um, So instead of trying to cover up the cracks, they actually celebrate it. They celebrate this brokenness because there's beauty in this brokenness. And God wants to do the same thing. We want to fix our problems, but God wants to bless it. And sometimes our deepest suffering can become our greatest gift to this world. Our deepest suffering can become our greatest gift to this world. So it's in suffering that God builds our character. And if we just look at um, the story in Daniel, so Daniel 3, Uh, I just um, love the book of Daniel. And there we see from uh, verse 17 where Daniel and his friends, uh, they are about to be thrown into a furnace um, of fire. They stand before the king. He's about to throw them in there because they didn't want to bow down to the statue that he has created. And what they say to him is amazing to me. They say that, Your Majesty, we will not bow down to your statue. And then they say, Because they say, and our God has the power to save us from your hand. But what they say next just amazes me. Verse 18 there says, but even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't hear our prayers, even if he doesn't save us, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your God or worship this golden statue that you have set up. Wow, that's amazing to me that... You know, they saying, King, we will, we will not bow down to your statue. Our God can save us. But even if he chooses not to, even if he doesn't hear our prayers, we will still be faithful. We will not bow down to your statue. And that to me is amazing. If we can get to that place, it doesn't matter if God answers our prayers to still be faithful, still to trust him. Faithfulness is holding on and staying true, believing in something that we can't see yet. Like Abram, he waited 25 years to receive a son. And I sometimes wonder in that 25 years of waiting time, you know, what questions did he ask and what went through his mind? He probably had ups and downs in trusting and believing God. But it was in that time that his character was built and formed. There's an authority in people who have faithfully endured suffering. They carry an authority. So today I'm going to try and answer probably one of the most difficult theological questions that there is. Why, if God is a loving Father and He's all-powerful, He can do anything, does He not stop suffering? Why does he allow suffering to happen in this world? so through this uh, message I'm trying I'm going to attempt to address that question but first just let, uh, let's look at what Pete Craig says he's the founder of 24/7 prayer and He writes this and he shares his thoughts on this topic when he was battling with this question where his wife was terminally ill and he was standing in faith for her healing and praying for her. And what he says on this topic, he says three things. The first thing is, it's God's world. Secondly, God's war. Thirdly, God's will. So let me explain. God's world. So, sometimes our prayers are not answered just because of the way God created this world. He has put certain laws in place so that the world can function as normal. So, just because you pray that it won't rain on your wedding day, um, you know, God has set certain laws in place that at certain times it will rain. There might be another guy, a farmer out there, praying that it will rain. That doesn't mean if it rains on your wedding day, if God doesn't answer your prayer, that He doesn't love you. It's just because of certain laws that He's put in place. C.S. Lewis puts it like this. He says, God can and does on occasion modify the behavior of matter and produces what we call a miracle. It is part of the Christian faith, but the very concept of a common and therefore stable world demands that these occasions should be extremely rare. So in order for this world to function, there are certain laws that are put in place by God that can't easily be altered for uh, a universe to function. So for example, if I drop a brick on my foot, it's not going to float just because Jesus loves me. Uh, There are certain laws like I said in place so this world can function as normal. And then secondly, God's war. So we're in a spiritual battle. There's an enemy opposing God's will. And we see this in Daniel as well. So if we read further in that chapter in the book of Daniel, he started praying. And from the moment that he started praying, there was already something happening in heaven. Uh, But he only received his answer to pray 21 days later this angel appeared to him with an answer to his prayer. And he said he was withheld. He was caught up in a war that was happening from the moment that Daniel started praying. So sometimes when we start praying, there's a war happening that we are unaware of. And so there's a spiritual battle. But Ledea will speak more about this uh, in the next two weeks. She will preach more about this. So I'm not going to go into this topic. And then thirdly, God's will. Sometimes it's just God's will, because He knows best, and we don't understand why. We don't understand why our prayers are not answered. Um, We might pray for something, and a few years later, a few months later, we see, oh, thankfully, this was not answered. And we're so thankful, because looking back, we can see that that was actually the best, that that prayer was not answered. But sometimes we just have prayers that are not answered and we can't understand why God did not answer that prayer. We just have to trust God. And I want to share one of those stories with you today. So I'm going to share from my testimony that I have, and hopefully that will encourage you. Um, so, And I'm going to be real and honest with you through my struggles. But um, I, God has amazingly answered so many of my prayers. So I know that God is a God that can answer prayer. I know that he is a God that can do miracles. He's done so many miracles in my life and answered so many of my prayers. Um, just a, my testimony um, is that God has... I was completely paralyzed four months before my wedding, and doctors said that I would not live. And we had a whole army out there that were praying for us. And God came and intervened. He did a miracle. And the doctor said, I won't make it. But then God said, he promised, and he said that I will be completely healed. So people had, some of people had dreams uh, and they saw me walking down the aisle. God promised that he would heal me completely and that I would get married. And it happened just like God had promised. We kept our wedding date, and on the day of my wedding was the first day I walked. I walked down that aisle just like God had promised to get married. So I know that God can do miracles. I know that God answers prayers. And since that day, I've prayed for so many people that God healed. So many many answered prayers. So I can really testify that God is a God that answers prayers. So that is why when I prayed and my prayers were not answered. I was so completely shocked. So there was something that happened in my life that completely shook my faith in God. So just a few years after this miraculous miracle where I got married and walked down the aisle, um, I became pregnant with twins and I've always wanted twins. It was like, that was another um, prayer that got answered. I didn't even dare to pray that prayer because I thought it was impossible for me to have twins. It was like just a thought that I had, like it's uh, it's God answering that unuttered prayers. So he did that for me. I became pregnant with twins. I was so thrilled. And um, halfway through my pregnancy, I started developing some complications. And I'm not gonna go into the whole uh, story right now, Um, but, uh, and you can read more about this whole story in my book, Darwin Show, that I've written. But a long story short, I, halfway through my pregnancy, I developed some complications. And in the end, Gabriella, my oldest twin, she was born um, and she passed away during birth. And my second twin, Michaela, she lived for um, 16 days and then she joined her little sister in heaven. And that just completely devastated me and broke my heart. And I could not understand why. Why did God allow this to happen? And maybe you have questions like that. Why? Why does God allow things like that to happen? Because you see, up until that day, I measured God's love for me by the way He answered my prayers, by the way He did things for me. Uh, Through my experiences with Him, I measured His love for me. And I didn't even realize that's how I viewed God. Um, And so before all of this happened, so while I was in the hospital, still with the twins praying for their lives, again, like with my brain bleed, uh, when I was completely paralyzed, so many people were praying for us. We had a whole army out there praying for us. And just like with that time with my brain bleed, I was convinced and I believe that God is a healer. He can turn this whole situation around. And I even received words from God. And I had this song playing in my head, uh, just a, a line of a song for days playing in my head over and over again. Uh, and it went like this, I lift up my hands, I lift up my hands, you're the giver of life. So I just took that as a sign that God is promising then He would He would save my girls. He's gonna lift them up like He promised. So then when they went to heaven, I was completely shocked, and I and my whole faith in God was shaken. Because how could a God that loves me allow something like this to happen? It was not like I was praying for a nice fancy car, I was praying for the lives of my girls, that he would save them. And I couldn't understand why, if he has the power to do so, that he wouldn't. The only thing that it left me with is that I believe that he didn't love me. How could he say he loves me and allow something like that to happen? I couldn't understand how a loving God could allow suffering and something like that to happen. I knew He could heal them. Why didn't He? And maybe you are listening today and you have the same question, why? Why is God not intervening in my situation if He can? If He's all-powerful, why does He not answer my prayers? And I've walked a road with God where He has come to, to speak to me about this. He has come to heal my heart and answer some of my questions. And I'm not going to go through all of that today. Like I said, you can read more about that in my book. But today I just want to touch on two things. So two things that God has revealed to me. And hopefully this will answer some of your questions that you have. One, we don't always see things from God's perspective. We don't always see things the way God does. Now, I love how God comes to meet us exactly where we're at. In, in a way, he speaks to us in a way that we can relate, in a way that we can understand. And I was a scientist, so I used to measure things off in a la- laboratory, And that's where he, how he came to explain this whole situation to me. He showed me that I was making a parallax fault, parallax mistake. And that just means when you're measuring something off um, a liquid off in a laboratory, a fluid, and you throw it into a flask, you need to go down on the level where you're making the reading in order to make the correct reading. If you're reading from the top or from the bottom, you're gonna make the wrong reading. And it's gonna and that's what they call a parallax mistake. You're reading it from the wrong angle. And that's what God came to show me what I'm doing. I'm viewing my situation from a different angle than him. I'm not making the correct reading. The thing is God has an eternal perspective and we only see like a little glimpse of the whole picture. He sees the whole picture. And from his perspective, my situation was not that bad. Um, So if we just go back to that song that I heard in the hospital, and um, it's from Matt Reitman. You can uh, go and listen to the whole song. But I'm just going to read a verse here to you. So the verse there goes, You alone can rescue. You alone can save. You alone can lift us from the grave. You came down to find us and lead us out of death. To you alone belongs the highest praise. You alone can lift us from the grave. So that is exactly what Jesus came to do. God did answer my prayers, just not in the way that I thought it should be done. He did come and save my girls, just not in the way that I imagined it would be done. You see, because Jesus came and he died a terrible death on the cross. My twins are alive today. Death is defeated. Death is not the end. Um, And Jesus has defeated death forever so that we can have life, so that we can live forever, so that I can see my twins one day again. So we have hope in suffering. We have hope because of Jesus Christ. So suffering is not going to last forever. So we have that hope that Jesus takes this away, takes the suffering away, that he comes and brings healing. So that's the first thing. We don't always see things from God's perspective. Secondly, Jesus' prayer was not answered. So I don't know how I imagine that my prayer should be answered if the king of this world's prayer was not even answered. If we go to Mark 32, Uh, Mark 14, verse 32 to 36, where Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane. He is about to be uh, crucified, taken captive, and he goes to the garden and he prays to God. He says, say from verse 36, Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Abba Father. Jesus anchors himself in God's love. He, he has an intimate relationship with God. He goes and he says, Abba Father. And then he acknowledges God's power. He says, All things are possible for you. I know that you can do this. And then he's just so honest and he says, Take this cup away from me. He's honest. He does not want this suffering. And then he prays something that I wish to be able to get to, is he surrenders his will. He says, not my will, but your will be done. So you see, even Jesus' prayer was not answered. And I will be forever grateful for that. Because of that unanswered prayer, I have life. Because of that unanswered prayer, death is defeated. Death is not the end. I will be forever grateful for that unanswered prayer. And Jesus is the ultimate example where suffering has become a blessing to this world. Jesus' suffering has become a blessing. You know, there's bad things that happen in this world and we can't explain it why. We can't explain why God allows certain things to happen. But as Christians... We grieve differently because we have hope. In 1 Thessalonica 4.13, it says, We do not grieve as those without hope. We have hope even in heartbreak, even in loss, even in suffering. We can have hope because Jesus has defeated death and has overcome this world. And we can have hope in that and maybe you're asking yeah you've been asking God why does he not intervene in your situation why does he not do a miracle and i just want to tell you just because you don't see him intervene in your situation he still loves you don't believe the lie that he doesn't love you he still loves you and the proof that he loves you is not in answering your prayer the proof that he loves you is in the fact that jesus died on the cross for you that he has given his life so that you can be with him one day so that you can have life and life in abundance that is how he showed his love to you through sacrificing his life and the thing is if you've been broken God can put you back together again like that broken vessel that Japanese bowl with cracks, of gold, cracks in it, God can fill it with gold. God can turn your suffering, this bad, um, bad things that has happened, He can turn it into something good. Just take that to Him. Take your suffering. Take your questions. Take, take your unanswered prayers to God. He makes things that we have lost, and He makes an abundant harvest out of it. He takes those things we have lost, and He turns it into a harvest. And sometimes God doesn't answer prayers, and we don't know why. But I actually believe God answers all prayers, just maybe not in the way that we want Him to answer it. So I want to encourage you to trust God, to trust God with the answers. And we are going to go um, into a time of worship now. So I want to pray I want to ask you to, to take a time, take some time out now to pray, bring your unanswered prayers to God. Bring your questions to God and ask Him to reveal to you, um, you know, what is it, why has He not answered those prayers? Maybe he has that he reveals to you what is He saying about that unanswered prayer to you. So I want to leave you with that, saying that God hears you. God loves you regardless of your prayers that are answered or not. And that He actually answers prayers, but maybe not always in the way that we want it to be answered. So let us pray. Father, I thank you that everything is possible for you. You have the power to answer prayers. And I pray that you will take this cup away from me. So whatever your cup is, I pray that you'll bring that before God now. Bring your questions, bring your, your sorrows, bring your hurt to God. Give it to Him. Lord, and then I pray that you'll help us to say, not our will, but your will be done. We surrender to you regardless of the outcome. And I thank you for your great love for us. And I pray that we might know and experience that great love, the sacrifice that you've given for us on the cross. And I pray that you will heal every heart that is listening to this today. In Jesus' name, that you will come and answer prayers, that you will come and answer questions. In Jesus' name, amen.